right. Well, welcome to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Kim. Hi, it's Kendon. Okay, so time during quarantine, uh, it just kind of moves a little differently. I don't know if that is happening for you guys, but for our friends, we are sorry that we have been a little inconsistent lately. Um, usually we release our episodes every Monday and um, I've just I've had I have not had the capacity to keep up with just a weekly schedule which is you'd think that would not be the case since we're at home all the time but the truth so I'm sorry about that but we're glad that you have stuck with us and usually she means she has managed she like two years in a row not to miss a release date yeah we we did we had a long run there of uh of making it but we skipped a couple weeks That's during different, right? yeah anyway sorry about that i will try to get this episode edited we're not going anywhere that's the that's <laughs> we're the not point. going anywhere try to get this one up edited uh timely but tim kenan did have some worries he's like i know i he was what did you say about counting the podcast that you got into and then it was like the the sign of their demise was when they stopped being consistent yeah yeah, that's 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 something that happens. So that's why I want to make sure everybody knows these are extraordinary times. Yeah. It's true. It's like we need a Supergirl. Oh uh, no! Do we really? <laughs> Nineteen eighty-four Supergirl. I wish we had watched an episode of the show recently. <laughs> we should have. So friends, oh, listen. so different than this movie. So Very. different. Yeah. Um, friends, we're talking about Supergirl nineteen eighty-four from nineteen eighty-four this week. We're going to talk you about call that. It that because the Wonder Woman is called Wonder Woman 1984. Which is why I think I keep saying Supergirl 1984. And I'm like, that's not its title. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit. If you want to jump straight to it, I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. And why don't we get started with some 80s trivia? Kenan, will you give me a color, please? Purple? Blue. Okay. What animated movie inspired by Dickens' Oliver Twist? We've done this one already. Hold on. Yeah. I've like just been picking random cards. It was um, Oliver and Company. Oh, Oliver and Okay. Of course. What 1982 Harrison Ford movie is based on the book Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I didn't even need you to start reading the... By yeah. Philip K. Dick. It's Blade Runner. Pretty good flick. It is. I agree. It's pretty good. So speaking yeah. of Harrison Ford... Something that I learned recently is... He's a grumpy old man? Is he? I don't know. I did not learn that's that. All, that's what I've heard before. Is it Harrison Ford? I think it was. So, oh gosh, what's the... Let me get this point correct. Trust but verify. It was Denzel Washington or not. Um, but he wanted, he wanted to get into more movies that weren't about being black. Yes, it was. It was Denzel Washington. Um, wanted to be in movies that weren't about being black, right? So a, a protagonist character who just wakes up in the morning, brushes their teeth, goes to whatever they're going to do and enters into some movie plot, but not like, exist. right. <laughs> but not a character, like a script that's written for, this is a black man waking up. And this is what it's like for a black man to be brushing his teeth, like from a movie's perspective. And so what he ended up doing was send, telling his people to send him all of the scripts or all of the movies that Harrison Ford was turning down. 
Nice. What was he turning down? I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the examples, but he was like, I can do Harrison Ford type movies. Give me the ones that he's turning down. Um, I I kind I don't think Harrison Ford could have done Training Day, honestly. Well, that's different. I mean, that's that's when he was Denzel. But that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm like he got he he was able to springboard off of that into things where he was actually the superior choice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Um. So, I when we get to what you've been watching, the example. Um, while this was being described, it was showing Philadelphia, the movie Philadelphia. And so I don't know if that is an example of it, um, but that's when they were talking Blank about Check it. Blank Check Podcast did that, but I, um, I don't recall what, they're, what they said about it. So anyway, fun fact about Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, so you're putting the card back. Are you putting it back where you pull them from? No, it's all random. Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're just risking chance every week um so is there any news what's there the news? news there's lots of news lots of news you want to go Kenden? i don't have any today um well the theaters are gonna probably be opening soon uh july ish like july tenant. so we're looking at an opening slate of tenant mulan and probably a quiet place too being like the first three big ones to show up in mid-July, early August. Speaking that's, of Denzel. That's something, yeah. Can I make a request? So, so that, re- that remark was that uh, Tenet is being um, starring and Tenet is uh, Denzel's son. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was for our friends. Yeah, that was like, yeah, Yeah, we know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Dad, you told us. <laughs> Okay, so my my one request, uh, and they're probably not going to do it, but is there any way some of the theaters will ask their guests to wear masks while in there? Yes. We, for the first time today, actually went to a restaurant, like mm-hmm. since quarantine started, went to a restaurant and to eat there. And I'm not going to name the restaurant, but um, they didn't have that requirement. And so there was, it's limited capacity, but there was a group of people sitting not that like it was like diagonal from us across and so probably six feet between me and them but like (laughs) did because it's my food is what's in between them within that six feet right because my food's on the table and then they're they're not wearing masks but then they're multiple of them are hacking and coughing Mm, and i'm like yeah we did so i was like you know the mask is only so helpful and yes a mask plus six feet is good or but like when you're when you're coughing like that's that's extra push out into the universe of particles and like i'm like here's my food (laughs) like i understand theater's reluctancy because it's gonna i mean they make the bulk of their money selling concessions and the likelihood if you're wearing a mask you're gonna buy food to eat and something to drink or lower. I understand that's their ideal, but I think what we're going to see is theaters having to require people to wear a mask in in the theater. In now, the theater, didn't, didn't take AMC it down when you're eating your popcorn, put it back up. But especially huh? like if I know I'm going to cough, like I can at least have my mask. I don't know. Didn't Netflix or didn't AMC recently have a deal about this? Like they were yeah, not going to require, require them. Oh, and really? And then they reversed that quickly because people were like, "I'm not going to AMC." Like it's it's you can you can have all of this weird stance you want. They, they try to say it was a political. They didn't want to wade in political waters, which is not a political thing. It's a health risk thing. Um, 
So when they saw the backlash, which you couldn't ignore, then, you know, the people online being like, I'm not going to AMC, they quickly uh, changed their tune. And I think most theaters will. But I, th- I think they're going to play it by ear. I think they're going to see how people react, um, if people are showing up, if people aren't. But it's happening. Uh, in other movie news, Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman in the Flash movie. Whoa. Like a like an old school, like an old Batman, like in um, The Dark Knight Returns? Like in Flashpoint Paradox, probably. Have you guys seen that or read that story? Wait, isn't that Batman oh. actually uh, Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's yes. father? So yes. is he, he's playing his, Batman's father then. I mean, he's older. I can imagine. Yeah, probably. So not, it, however they want to do it. In, in the Flashpoint Paradox, the very good animated DC film, it is Thomas Wayne who is Batman. I hope they do that because that would be really cool to see Michael Keaton as an older Thomas Wayne playing Batman. And you know, it's a cool idea. I, I always wasn't totally sold on it because bats are something that Bruce is afraid of. So um, I don't recall them giving a reason why his father would choose bats. They don't say. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, he fell and all those bats fl- flew out, right? Maybe he was like actually a really big fan of bats and those were his pets. Mm-hmm. Who knows? There's a reason why Bruce uses bats and doesn't, doesn't stick the same for Thomas Wayne, which is very true. But I, I love the Flashpoint Paradox storyline. It's a way to be really weird with DC characters. Like having a weak Superman and having Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman beefing and having Les Luthor as a good guy. Like, you can do all kind of weird stuff um, with that. And I hope that they do it, because it, it's you can do something super fun that's super different uh, that, that doesn't fit with the normal superhero stuff. I like the idea. My only concern is, like, the Flash movie has seen, like, six writers and went through, like, seven directors, so I don't know what's going to come about it. But Where are is- they now? Who do they have now? I don't know who's writing and directing now. Is it Ezra Miller? Is he still playing The Flash? Okay. He was charming. I like him. I like him as an actor. I think he's great. I just, the movie did, did, didn't serve him well. Justice League didn't serve him. You know, I haven't watched much of the CW Flash, but I feel like he looks more like, like the comic. Like, I, I think I like his suit better. And Grant Gustin is playing a version of the Flash of Barry Allen. It makes sense. Yeah. This is the Barry Allen from the comics. Like, this is, I know it's Barry Allen. And also love uh, Iris West. I think she's gorgeous. And they made her black and made his dad, made her dad black. And so you got this black family in the Flash. So we'll see. Anyway, that's my news. And also, a rest in peace today. Um, A director who before. Joel Schumacher passed away. He directed the Lost fuck? Boys. Yeah, today. He directed Lost Boys, A Time to Kill, Flatliners. And Batman. And Batman and Robin. And what was it? No, no. Batman, Robin, and, and Batman Robin. Forever. Batman. Batman Forever, yeah. Because Batman Forever, it, I want to rewatch this movie, but it was one of my favorites as a kid. I felt like Batman didn't... Some people say it got bad then. I feel like it didn't really get bad until Batman and Robin. There was a lot, a lot of fun in Batman Forever. It's not bad. 
it's just it's super colorful and weird at times, but it's not bad. But anyway, rest in peace. I mean, he he did some really great art. Um, if you got a chance to watch some of his movies this weekend, uh, you'll be surprised at what he's done that's, that you like or that you enjoy. So I recommend people watching some of his flicks this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Actually, Lost Boys. Lost Boys is great. Yeah. What year? Lost Boys? Yeah. We did Lost Boys. Did we do Lost Boys? We did. I think we did it for your birthday last year. But I don't remember what year it was. Wait, made. is that when they're vampires on a bike? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. In Santa I thought, Cruz. I thought, a, I thought a woman directed that movie. Man. That's really too bad. Um, there's a lot of, uh, honestly, a lot of RIPs going on right now. Um, not necessarily yeah. in the film and entertainment arena. Yeah. But lot. yeah, they're kind of. Well, I want to see if there's another 80s one we can do. Uh, for like as in memorial all right um well in happier news um i shared this with you guys on twitter today i think we knew this was happening but it it's just kind of like exciting to know it's happening and it's coming which is the hamilton um is coming out on disney plus Mm -hmm. yep so july 3rd i think so yep i think that's what it was so yeah are you going to watch it? Um, yeah. So Lin-Manuel Miranda posted it just like a, here, like, here you go. Reminder, this is coming, which is exciting. Yeah, I've never seen Hamilton, so I'm excited. Are you, gonna listen? you should listen to the soundtrack. I remember listening to some of it. I have listened well, to the you, soundtrack. You say, I know you've listened to the soundtrack. Yes, I have, for sure. Um, any other news? Uh, that's it. I mean, it's a little small tidbit movie news, nothing... Uh, super serious. One of the uh, directors of The Mandalorian, Deborah Chow, has reportedly met with Marvel about doing something. I don't know what that something is, uh, but I to keep people in the family. I'm not surprised. They would take a talented director and try to keep them in-house. They've done it with Lupita. They've done it with a bunch of people. They keep them in-house making their kind of movies. Like Lupita just bounced around doing like... What is she directing? Lupita? Yeah, I didn't know she directed. No, it's not directing them, but she's like, she was in Star Wars, and then she was in Black Panther, and then she was in Queen of Cotway, and then she did something else at Disney. Like, you're just sort of bouncing around this Disney family. They love to keep people around. Um, kind of so like I'm not HBO? Surprised. Kind of like HBO. <laughs> they definitely thing. do that. Cool. Yeah, what's her name from Insecure had her comedy special? Yvette Orji. What's her name? You want what's her name? Orji. Uh, just like saying how we don't know her name. Why? Yeah. yeah. She just had her, her HBO special. Same thing. Have you HBO watched it? The same. I have not, but I heard it's funny. She I like is, her though. Good. She is special guest on the Black Men Can't Jump podcast this week. Oh, interesting. That's good. That's a good thing. So I have a thing. Um, I really can't stand her because of the show her character in the show and so i am very open to any opportunities to see her in real life because i was like it's we're kind of at critical timing now where i don't just hate her forever because of the character she plays like i need to i need to get some exposure <laughs> to her in different capacity so well, I'm that means you a good job on the show if you hate her yes are you watching insecure yes, yes. i'm catching up i'm oh, on okay. season Three? Season, in the season two, season three, beginning of season three. Definitely. I like season three. Well, then, 
we've been watching it, so we can't. We'll try. We won't go too deep into this season. I already know what happens. I already know what happens. It's fine. But our friends I can't be. I know. It, it mean, don't worry for them. I know what happens. I'm fully aware of what happens on the show. Okay. All right. Well, what even else are you watching? Coming, uh, real quick, even though all these things are coming, the greatness about Insecure is it doesn't ruin the show. It's still yeah. wow, entertaining, like, despite knowing, like, this thing is happening. Yeah. yeah, it's a journey. To me, it's a journey show. Although, no. Okay. No. Major things have happened that made me go, whoa, in this season, so. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's fine to watch it just like it's fun to rewatch some things and you like that you already know what's happened. But there are definitely points, especially in Insecure, that when they happen, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, what? Well, let's talk about it and what you've been watching because I have things to say about it. Well, I'm not not going into details. They did that throughout, like from the beginning. They've done that really well, I think, of just like, wow. So, um, all right. Well, Kendon, if Insecure was going to be what you've been watching, then why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Because the Tim news is news over. I'm done with the news. We're good. Okay. Um, well, I have less to say about some of these other. Oh, okay. Why so don't I think, you start with Insecure since that's what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, let's start about with Insecure. We watched and finished season four. Yep. And it's really good. It's <laughs> really good again. But um, like I said, we don't want to go too deep because people maybe haven't finished. It's really. Uh, Molly is irritating to me constantly <laughs> that she does nothing but cause her own problems for no particular reason. And um, what I, but the, the point, the thing I wanted to talk about is um, next year, well, mm-hmm. assuming this even comes out in year, which is a good chance it doesn't, but um, whatever next season is going to like have to deal with COVID and all of these George Floyd, uh, protests and like the way the world has changed and it's almost going to be like you know how uh, in end game they had to like deal with what happened in um in infinity war it's like the whole world like like the whole dynamic is going to have shifted on whenever they get to the next season of of insecure because as we were watching it i'll be like i typically watch it and in my mind, and I don't know if you guys kind of do the same thing when you watch a show like this, but you're like, oh, you know, this happened last week. Or, like, it kind of, you imagine it in the same time frame as where you, when you're watching it. But um, as we were watching it this time, I was like, oh, the world's way different than the world you guys are, like, operating in right now. You know, I think it's interesting because I've had that reaction to a lot of things, like, since we've been, like, deep into this, like, quarantine and stay home is, like, I'm like, they're out there out there (laughs) they're not wearing masks they're talking to each other what they don't live together why are they out in public together um and i think so i think there's some of that but because things are starting to open up now i my suspicion is by next year they will have some social distancing going on but it won't be um at least for the covid part that like there will be some social distancing but they will probably get to do a lot of what they already do like originally I was like, oh man, they're going to have to do the whole season over Zoom and like that that's not going to be fun to watch. But I think at this point they, no. they'll be able to be out and around because we are. So my suspicion isn't that they would be social distancing. It's just that they will be talking about the fallout. Maybe. Maybe. They, they're very self-centered on whatever they're doing. So yeah, I don't hear them talking about world stuff. Yeah. It depends on where, on where Issa wants to go with the show, right? I can either ground it in this reality of what's happening in our LA lives, or I can stick in this like very much of a bubble of this fantasy of Issa 
and these people and how they're living in LA, right? It's, it's somehow, and every show does it, right? Seinfeld does it, Friends did it. There's there's hints of reality, but most of you, it's, it's, it's sort of in a bubble of like these people living in LA. But at its core, Insecure is a comedy. And mm-hmm. if they do hit on these issues, there will be some humor attached to it. Because they Absolutely. don't want to people out. I think it'll, they'll, you, they'll, somebody with a ridiculous COVID mask on or some club with some ridiculous rules for social distancing, they'll, they'll put some humor to it. They'll sprinkle you, it in no matter what. They'll be like, whatever conversations they're having, it's going to be acknowledged. Do you recall if uh, Seinfeld ever acknowledged 9-11? I don't know. I didn't watch Seinfeld. Didn't Seinfeld end before 9-11? I don't think I wasn't the last episode of Seinfeld was like I remember Dharma and Greg wanted to have sex in public and they were like let's go dur- during the final episode of Seinfeld because nobody will be watching outside and so they did and I was in high school so I think Seinfeld ended before 9-11 I guess the question would be friends then friends definitely was still going yes friends was I don't know if they acknowledged it um okay well uh what else are you watching Kendon or thinking about reading doing um the other thing is a documentary that I dragged <laughs> Shalia and um, my sister Carme into. By the toes, he dragged me in. What was it? It's, it was called, what is it called? Bully Coward Victim, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO and it's about um, Roy Cohn. Have you heard of Roy Cohn? He, mm-hmm. was, he was an attorney who made his initial name back in the it must have been must have been the 40s because um there was a a couple named julius and ethel rosenberg who were basically accused of being spies that gave the the soviets the nuclear secrets basically Mm -hmm. and so they were tried for treason and executed he worked for mccarthy like he was that had been decker okay so that's how he got known and then he was, after that, he was hired as an aide to McCarthy during his anti-American, um, the anti-American, what do you call it? Uh, not trials, hearings, where they were denouncing people for being communists and ruining people's careers. So he was involved in that as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's actually a good show. It's, it's interesting because like, this is somebody who died in the 80s, so we don't know him but the name i know really well like he he knew donald trump very well helped to get his sister appointed to the federal bench um wow. yeah like wrote letters saying we want this person to be appointed um and so he was very influential and um but he died a long time ago so like i don't hear his name but then i kind of do so even starting the documentary i didn't know he died that long ago yeah but i recommend it as somebody who was dragged into it. Um, and then a preview for future stuff, because I've started some Warhammer 40,000, a new video game, and I took a dive into an audio book. So that's my nerd, my nerd flag flying high. What's the name of the book? The name of the first book is called Xenos. So Z-E-N-O-S. Um, it's about an inquisitor, which is... Well, the Empire has the Inquisition, and Xenos is what they call aliens. But the Inquisition, basically, whenever they show up, it means it's bad news. It means they think something untoward is happening, and usually people get 
in trouble. Let's put it that way. Cool. All right, Tim, what are you up to? Uh, a couple sh quick things. I was on television last week. Yeah. Well, last week we did a quick segment about movies to watch. As the civil sort of change is happening in America and Black Lives Matter. So I gave some five movies to watch, which was fun. It was difficult to come up with five, but fun to sort of talk about them. Did that. I finished The Politician on Netflix. <laughs> Season two, right? Season two. Uh, it was fun. It's a fun show. It's kind of lighthearted and like funny. They sort of poke fun of politics in a way it goes. And um, what else? I watched something else. And I cannot remember what I watched. It was a movie. Well, you something said you were old. watching Insecure. I'm catching up on Insecure. Um, doing a lot of catch up. Like rewatching shows at night that I've already seen trying to find something new to watch. That's why I, like, I blew through The Politician because I was like, I need something to watch. Um, but in a couple of weeks, you've got some new stuff coming to Netflix. I'm very excited about, so, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so for me, um, I've been watching a lot of things. I've been working a lot. And one of the projects that I've been working on is like not for work. It's like a side, like kind of pro bono, I suppose. Um, and it takes a lot of time, but it's not... The majority of it is not like hard time, like in my head. And so I've been able to like have stuff playing in the background while I'm working. So um, uh, to start with, I've been watching on repeat because I don't want to be sad. Um, I just keep watching Black Panther over and over again. So I've watched it like three times since like last Thursday. <laughs> like it's my it's my safe my safe movie right now that I'm like I can watch this and feel good and enjoy me, it. That was the Force Awakens. Mm. For me. Yeah. yeah, I'm like go I off to a different world for a little while. What what I like about Black Panther is it keeps me connected to what's happening a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like the message is all about how people are being treated in America and the rest of the world. So it's mm -hmm. like I'm connected, but I'm also like get to spend my time in another space. Um, so. I highly recommend it, friends, if you're feeling down and you need a pick-me-up Black Panther, but you don't want to, like, look away completely, um, <laughs> Black Panther is kind of perfect. Um, that movie's kind of heavy. <laughs> it is, but then it's amazing. Like, what are those? Like, the sneakers yeah. joke every single time it gets I call me. them sneakers. <laughs> every yeah. time. Everything Sherry does. Of levity, we're like, okay, I can kind of breathe and, like, I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, and it's also kind of hopeful, right? They're like, we have the technology, we're just going to fix it all. And if you don't think too hard about like whether that's actually feasible, you just pretend like, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> like, they fix the world. Um, so I've been watching that over and over and over. Uh, I, but in terms of new things, I watched Lady Bird. Oh, really? Wow. First time? First time it was on, I, it, I was like, what do I want to watch? Scrolling and saw it. And I was like, yeah, that's something that I don't feel like I have to commit to it is <laughs> not too like it's not too much right now yeah. um like it's just kind of like let's have some vanilla ice cream what did you watch that on our tv I don't remember what uh app <laughs> have you seen Booksmart no you'll love Booksmart okay I'll try it um but I really liked Lady Bird I thought it was funny um and frustrating and uh you know so I watched Little Women 
before I saw this, obviously. And so it was interesting to see those like Greta Gerwig and um, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant together in that. And I'm like, you kids, what are you doing? <laughs> Especially Timothy Oliphant. It was just, it, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I really liked, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I watched it uh, actually last night when we got home. Okay. Well, Kenan plays his video games. I watched Lady Bird <laughs> and Black Panther. Um, and then the other thing that I watched that I really recommend, it's on Netflix. I think it's like, um, it's a, there's a season one is on Netflix. I don't know if there's more seasons or more seasons coming, but it's called They've Gotta Have Us. Oh, I saw some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's this like, narr- what, how do you explain it? It's like, it's not a documentary, but it's like, um, interviews interview after interview of all of these like famous people explaining mm-hmm. hollywood but specifically being black in hollywood and so yeah. it starts with like harry belafonte talking mm-hmm. about that time in um hollywood and like him and sydney portier and then like it goes it's really interesting because the episodes have different themes and they'll have like two or three points that they're making during those and so but but they won't necessarily connect obviously but they do connect them really well so like Carme was pointing out there's an episode where they're talking about British actors and how like why did they have to pick a British actor to play Martin Luther King in Selma um Martin Luther King Jr and so there's just kind of like this talk about kind of all of this like British actors um in in Hollywood and then it like shifts to talking about black women telling stories and talking about like black women directors and um screenwriters and stuff like that it's oh. really good. Have you seen it, Tim? Have you heard of no, it? I it's on my list. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Lawrence Fishburne's on there. And I was like, oh, I wish I had seen this before I met him. Um, but you yeah. Met, before you met Larry? Before I met Larry. And that is what he calls himself. It's kind of interesting because he says it on there too. It's like, if you met him, you know that he goes by Larry. Um, or if you know him. So there's that. Um, Justy Smollett is in there. Because <laughs> this hey. was in 2018. Um, as is john singleton which which at first i was like wait wait a minute i was like oh this must be an older show yeah so that was interesting because i'm like whoa like because he he passed last year like right around this time and Mm -hmm. so it was like a oh my gosh i get to hear you talk about this it was very exciting to to cover that and um lots of actors and anyway i yeah highly highly recommend it so that's what i've been up to Okay. And the Chappelle that I heard Kendall mention. We also watched Chappelle killing him softly this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like while we were getting <laughs> ready to go. Did you watch the other special he did? The yeah, have we not talked about that yet? No, we have not. Oh, well, that's part of the reason. That's part of the reason. Who? Don Lemon. That's who it is. You remember he calls out Don Lemon in that? Yeah. And he was like, he was like, do not say my name when Don Lemon's talking about where are our celebrities? Why aren't they speaking out? And he's like, haven't you ever watched any of my stand-up? And I was like, he's right. And then so this morning, I just based off of that, I decided to watch Killing Him Softly, which was my well, it actually wasn't my introduction to him because I didn't really know, but I um I watched um Men in Tights. Right? I was gonna say you've got mail. <laughs> but like I didn't know him as Dave Chappelle when I watched that. So his stand-up, that was like a revelation for me. Like it was completely different like than any, like it was, Chris Rock was really big when he, when like uh, at the end of high school, right? So like late 90s, early 2000s. And Chappelle was just amazing. He was just so different. He wasn't telling jokes as much as, what do you call Stories. It? Stories and social commentary. So I'm watching this and first of all, 
he's the the clothes this is 20 years ago now because it came out in 2000 the clothes are yeah. are so baggy he's got his tims yeah, on blue shirt <laughs> yeah i was like you're swimming in your clothes um and, yeah and he's right though like what do you say at least a third of it is about the police it goes right into it, it that's where it starts right into it that's that's where the sprinkle some crack on him comes from. That's mm-hmm. where Shalia loves it whenever he's pretending like a police officer is hitting somebody over the head. He uses the yeah. mic to hit the mic stand. <laughs> yeah, with that noise. Yeah, there's the I want to call the police too, but then the the cops are like, oh, I've seen this before. Looks like he broke into the house and put up uh, pictures of his family everywhere. <laughs> there was some. Oh, and then there's there's the racing where his friend, his white friend decides he's going to race somebody and the cops pull him mm-hmm. over and he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I couldn't do that. And the cop lets him go. And he said, that's good because I did know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he talks a lot about, he's been doing it as far back as at least 20 years. And he's yeah. right. Like, I like how he explains it. Cause some of the things that he says, I don't, they are truths that I didn't realize were truths. And then he would say it and I'd be like, Oh Yeah. So, like, his whole thing about Sesame Street, I thought, yep, that's right. They are kind of mean to Oscar the Grouch. I live in a trash can. (laughs) And then even, like, with the, um, so, like, the the friend saying, like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. And he was just, like, we know, we know the crime and the sentence. And I was, like, Mm -hmm. that's true. Like, I do remember that. Like, if I do this thing, this is how, like, this is how long I could be (laughs) in trouble for. But I never really thought of it as, like, a, like, well, like a race difference there, but it, yeah, anyway. But it's things people don't have to think about. Like, they're not thinking about that in, in those terms because why would they ever get in trouble for it? Right. Um, what I enjoyed about this new special, well, not even really a comedy special, was kind of, and this is going to sound weird, sort of the anger that he had. Because I yes. think times I was explaining to somebody at work how. And I saw the same thing when John Boyega was speaking in that clip when he was speaking in London. And Boyega said something that, that really resonated with me, which was like, sometimes the shit is just really painful. It just is. Dealing with this constantly is painful. And I, I think if you don't deal with it, you don't understand the pain that it has sometimes. Or like, how it could just mess up. The first time I got harassed by the police, it messed up my whole week. I'm not even an understanding. I was messed up for like a week. My parents were livid. Um, but just that kind of anger. And sometimes it feels very isolating. And so today, I don't know if you heard what happened with NASCAR. They're like, ban the Confederate yes. flag. Bubba Wallace is black and he's got this, this Black Lives Matter car. And they found a noose hanging in his garage. And so they all got behind him and everyone followed him as he pushed his car up to the starting line. That didn't really move me. But at the end of the race, he goes to the side and it's all these black people like high-fiving him and cheering him. And I was like, oh, he was so elated because like, oh yeah, it does feel very isolating sometimes. There can be anger attached to it, but there are these moments where you can connect with other black people despite everything that's going on and you have this moment of joy. And that's beautiful to see. And I was like, oh, that's a beautiful thing to see. I'm not a NASCAR fan. I don't know why these people were there, but to see them show up for him in that moment, because sometimes, and you know, sometimes when you're dealing with stuff, it can feel like, and that was what Chappelle's thing was for me. Like all of that came out in that special. You like, know, the way he talked about Candace Owens, which, <laughs> but the point he made was, which is the point I always make about people like her. Like 
It's the worst way to make money. It's the worst way you're making money out here. And this is what you do. This is what you choose to do. Come on. It, but it was great. I thought it was great. I've watched it like four times. Yeah. So I, I decided not to really go into it, but I have been like, I found a new YouTube channel named Bo of the third column or fifth column. He's like mm -hmm. a, a journalist who plays up this Southern accent and just talks about stuff. So is laughing at me. Now, the, the reason I bring it up is that he talks about like liberal issues and he sounds like a hick. Um, and he brought up, he was talking about the NASCAR thing. And he was like pointing out that the history of NASCAR is basically people were souping up their cars or whatever to outrun the police during prohibition or like, yeah. To, and so he's like, know your roots. Like you're going to be all pro cop now, but they were literally the idea of NASCAR stems out of outlaw, <laughs> like illegal behavior. So I found that to be really interesting. But their pro cop isn't really pro cop. They're yeah, pro, it's pro authority. It's, it's, it's pro, it's pro with the black it's what they do to black and brown people. That's what it is. That's, and that's why you get these people who call the police on people as a weapon. And they weaponize the cops when they call 911 because they know what they're doing. That's what they're pro of. It's not, they're not necessarily pro cop. If you yeah. grow up in these towns, you know how messed up the police can be. But you're pro when, it, when it's me or a brown person. I'm pro calling the police on them and seeing what happens. They're pro that for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. Well, going back to Chappelle, he has been one of the most effective people, I think, of getting information out in a, like a, a way that it's like, it's real. It's not, he's not sugarcoating it, but, yeah. and it makes you feel emotional with him as he's saying it. Um, but it, but yeah, that, it's just so powerful. I'm not going to get into it, but like even the Chris Darden stuff, like I remember thinking this as it was happening with Chris Darden and like. They dismissed him, but I remember reading, I remember the manifesto was online, I remember reading it and being like, sounds like LAPD. And the yeah. stuff he said isn't crazy. It's not crazy. Some people saying none of it was crazy. He was like, this was, not what he did was crazy, like going out and murdering people, like don't do that. But everything he said about what took place with him being an officer, try to do the right thing, and they fired him for it, happens all the time. These stories come out every three months. Right. So, reprimanded for trying to do the right thing mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it you're telling the truth now you know what you choose to do about it may be the problem but like yeah. there is truth in that and you see that a lot in like various various um messages but yeah i he but he was so great like the way he described that it was kind of it was awesome i thought and in the really good point of like look at how many of you showed up Right. Yeah. So why do you why are you surprised when that many of us show up when it's one of our own? Like, yeah. Good point. So yeah. I really appreciate that. For friends, I mean, I'm sure you all know about it, but what we're talking about is Chappelle has a new kind of routine or a video. It's on YouTube, and it's eight forty six. Eight minutes forty six seconds is what it. And I like it was on YouTube for everyone just to access. You didn't have to have Netflix. You can just go click and watch it. Yeah, it's free and it's 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 not long, but it is really good. And I will say, like, I agree with you, Tim. The being able to see some anger is helpful to me. Like, it's actually, I don't know, it's almost a relief. Cathartic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, I've had to see so many people just kind of take it for so long. Like, it take feels good. 
and you're supposed to be the better person and, and you get people who throw around dumb ideas about like like you have to reach across the aisle to people when you're like i'm the one being harmed i'm not reaching what am i reaching across the aisle for i'm not doing anything wrong like it's well in here but like bomani jones was talking about i love bomani but bomani was talking about nascar he was like it's not enough for you to to like wrap your hand, arms around bubba wallace like talk to those racist people about not being racist that's the work saying you stand with him is fine but and that's and, for, and not to not that they don't mean it but like that is easy to do to be like oh i stand with shalia on this issue right but to actively fight against stuff and tell people to their face that what they're doing is wrong and they're not welcome in this space it's tougher and that's going to be interesting to see if they do that or not because that's the real that's when the real work starts when you tell people yeah we're not i'm not just going to tell you it's not okay i'm going to tell you're not welcome here with that confederate flag you're just not welcome you can go somewhere else we don't want your money we don't want your fanship we don't want any of that go be go be a fan of somebody else right and that's i mean that's what john boyega does right like that's what started this whole thing don't try to explain me away you're not i'm not for you yeah this isn't for you like which is fine it just this isn't a space for you there are spaces for you this isn't going to be it yeah you see it's funny you said all the time on twitter i was a big fan of yours (laughs) so you got all political like ben shapiro was crying on the internet about sports being too political i'm like i've been watching sports since i was a kid when has sports never not been political? Like, I don't know that time where it's never not been something political was happening in sports. Well, and since political when... Political is a word that's getting it, yeah. misused. Well, yeah. and like, since when is being like, hey, I don't want you to be racist and killing people political? Like, we're not talking about... Political <laughs> Like, how, since when is... I mean, so our chief justice said that recently in our state and was like, because they are in our state Supreme Court, they put out a statement about um about everything that's going on and just kind of condoning racism and what has happened systemically and also you know i don't i don't remember exactly if they named names or not but acknowledging the protests and the call to action and there's been a little bit of like pushback of course on that um but that like that's what her response has been was like since when is because judges aren't supposed to be doing things that are political but it's like since when is valuing lives political like Stop it. Stop it. That's my, that's my summary of it. Stop it. Stop it. Speaking of stop it, while I was watching this movie. You want to stop? <laughs> yeah. So you guys ready to talk about Supergirl? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. The question remains, just who on earth are you? On earth, I'm Lee. Linda Lee. Alexander Solkind presents the action-packed adventures of a dazzling new superhero, starring Peter O'Toole. I must be sent to the Phantom Zone. Faye Dunaway, Mia Farrow. Venus? When? Brenda Vaccaro, Mark McClure. That's Clark Kent's cousin. Hart Bachner. And introducing Helen Slater as Supergirl. Adventure runs in the family. All right. Super. Also, I was joking. Actually, I, I uh, this was a bad movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> but you did stop it. It's this nuts. <laughs> this movie is nuts. I'm not, I have some problems with this movie. Tim, how did this movie I, get I, made? So I 1984. Wait to discuss. Yes. It was. Okay, 1984. Tim, who made it? Who's in it? It is 1984. Supergirl, directed by 
Janat Swarak? I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Janat Swarak. I don't know what his last name is, but he directed Jaws too. He did. That's a f- yeah, not, not a bad director. And it stars Helen Slater, Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, Mia Farrow's in this, Ben Baccarat, Peter Cook, Simon Ward, Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen. What is, what is Peter O'Toole doing in this? It's a very good question. What do you mean? I feel like he's, how do I say, he has a certain air of gravitas where he... I feel like he doesn't belong in this. Like the, he plays Zaltar. Yeah, he's just—it's embarrassing. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Like, what are you doing in this? Not like yes. I don't. Okay. Like He—he's in a different movie. He's in like he his hot like, movie. He's not in this quirky Supergirl Wizards and Magic movie. He's not in that movie. So it opens with they're—they're they're on some little small mini planet. That like isn't Krypton, but it is, is Krypton. But it's it is. It's a, it's a community of Krypton survivors. I was yeah. gonna say they uh, were like living in like a space station kind of. Yeah, basically. they're not like living on Krypton. Okay. But there's this is all Kara's fault. Kara, no. Kara is nice. goofing around. Well, he steals an orb. Uh, what's the name of that dumb orb they steal? It was like the Omnitron or something. The Omega Hedron. The Omega Hedron. He steals the Omega Hedron that he's not supposed to have. He then gives it to this teenage girl who does who like draws like a dragonfly, and then like puts a hole in wherever they're at and sucks the Omega Hedron out to space. So then he also sucks her into space a little bit. They have to go pull her. They have to save her from being sucked into space. So then she decides to get in this pod, which previously she tells him he won't survive the trip. Anyway, so she jumps in, no questions asked. No, and goes, I'm wondering if somebody else might be the better person to go after it. She just goes, but she just goes everybody I, else is going to die. Everyone else is going to die. But the idea that she was going to somehow catch it and find it. She did. But, but how would you know that was going to happen? It lands on Earth. She read the script. Right I say, as as Red Litter Media would say, she read the script. She read the script. So anyway, so she before we up, move on so, past that though, I just yeah. love the way that Zoltan, what was his name? Zoltar. Zoltar said, "Oh, it looks like I really messed things up. Guess I'm going to the Phantom Zone." <laughs> like very like very casually. But then very I was casually. like, "Is that really a sacrifice? Because you know everybody else is going to die, and you're yeah, going like, to live." <laughs> I get to live. Well, I guess my penance is living while the rest of you guys die here in the community. He was just like, see you guys later. I guess I'm off to the Phantom Zone. <sighs> in the Phantom Zone, if you remember from Superman 1, the extended version, and from Superman 2, where the bad guys come out of the Phantom Zone. So anyway, so he somehow is up there, but we'll get to that later. So the Omega Hedron lands on Earth, and it lands in front of a witch named Selina. And her guy friend, what's his name? What's the guy's name? The English dude. Nigel. Her buddy. Nigel. Have you ever seen somebody so thoroughly friend zoned? Oh, man. He was in the friend zone. He was trying to get it in with a picnic at the park, and she was just not feeling it. So she 
Okay, so she gets this Omega Hedgehog and she immediately knows it's like all powerful. And like dips on him, leaves him, no car, no nothing, just leaves him at the park. Starts the car with a mega headron and just drives off. While he's still at the park, Supergirl lands. First of all, she's in the She doesn't and land. She, 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 yeah, it goes in the water. She emerges from the ocean. <laughs> well, we know that she's pulled because we can see the wires. We can see the wire. <laughs> you can see the wire. But she's got the suit on. Where did she get the suit from? So it was do, in the ship. You do see when she jumps in the ship that there's some cloth like that she sits on top of but it's like why how that would how would you know to make that no suit? yeah and then she's like these are my clothes so superman that suit was sent with him right no he, the cape was the cape was not the rest of the suit i thought martha he, made it for him yeah, I, I thought he got it from um when he did the force of solitude yeah this i i had some memory of that i mean obviously superman there's multiple different you know, yeah. timeline times or storylines, but I was under the impression they sent the whole suit because I didn't think like the things bounce off of it, like yeah. bullets and stuff. So I had the impression yeah. it was alien. Yeah. Good but, point. You know. Yeah. So here's the thing: How is she aware of all the stuff that Clark is doing on Earth? How does she know? She follows him on Twitter. Zoltar knew Twitter? a whole bunch of stuff about Earth too. He's like. How do they know? Well, I think I might be able to explain as... this. Okay. Because Please according do. to the Wikipedia article, this yeah. takes place after Superman 3. Right. So I think that the contact has... He's off on a peacekeeping mission or whatever. And you're right. Like, this Argo City has been saved, like, by a pocket dimension or something or another. So he's been operating... I mean, first of all, the, the Kryptonians knew about Earth like from the from the first Superman movie already. So they have the technology to to monitor other excuse me. Monitor other worlds. So he's been out and operating for years now. Superman three has already happened. So I I, I can buy it. Huh? Okay. What next? <laughs> so much other that I cannot buy. But <laughs> that I'm gonna let go. So all this power this woman has and her first thing to do is to try to like seduce some guy yeah yeah that's i, I mean that's what this whole thing is about is i want I this mean, particular guy i was insulted for women women as a group this do you remember me asking this like it was actually before she tried to seduce him just like i i took a moment and was just like who is this movie for uh-huh who is this movie for well like what is the audience that they're writing for here because it's not for guys and to be honest it's not for me it <laughs> like, is like it for it little all, girls it was all obsessed with like was there some dress up in it too it just seemed like oh not girl power because it was it was it was bad yeah but yeah. yes so so if we're sticking with selena's storyline that's her that's her thing is she's gonna seduce this guy and she spends like a half a second on world dominance. And the rest of it is like getting the groundskeeper to fall in love with her. Now, if we get back to Carl's timeline, she ends up beating guys up in the alley and she's trying to explain herself and find Omega Hedron. She pause, is- pause, 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 Tim. Sorry. Beating up guys in the alley. So they're coming at her and it's like, we're going to, we're bad guys. 
And she, what did she say? What? Are, why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Those they're, are the they're most lying, like the is, ass rapist. Like this is what criminals are like. Yeah, the, yeah. the line is literally because that's what we do. He did say that because <laughs> we're the I bad like, guys. Who are these human beings? <laughs> anyway, I was uh, like, and this I guess is awesome. a little more like I'd say a little more deeper into that topic. I feel like that does a disservice because it makes like girls think, oh, that's what rapists are like. I just got like, yeah. there's just these guys pop out and they need to be beat up. And it's like, I feel like you're teaching the wrong lesson. I feel like that's probably the, the minority of sexual assaults happen that way, but they like you to portray that's what crime was. Oh man, it's bad. It's so, bad. So, you know, she, just, she disguises herself as a high school student at some girls. It's not a college. We're clear it's not college. No, it's high school. This is high school because it's very problematic that she's in love with a guy who's clearly not in high school. Well, Jimmy but Olsen's is not in high school either. Huh? Jimmy Olsen's not in high school either. Yeah. I don't know how old the, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, groundskeeper. Groundskeeper is supposed to be. He does seem older. Jimmy Olsen, if he graduated, he seemed like he was, he went to high school with them. So I wasn't quite bothered about that. Maybe he's been graduating. He's working for the Daily Planet. He has an adult job. So he could be twenty. I mean, he went to he went to school. Remember, Spider Man goes to work for the uh, the Daily Planet. No, I never got the impression that Jim Olsen was. And then he didn't go and hang out with teenagers. Yeah. You guys are acting like this is weird, but I feel like we say this all the time. Somebody who graduated and still hangs out with people they went to school with. Yeah, but this isn't somebody he went to school with. This is his her sister coworker. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey. uh, Okay, sorry. <laughs> Continue, Tim. Hanging out with them and then hooking up with them is different. It was definitely some like romance going on. Hey, don't don't at me, bro. So she is getting into this school where Nigel works at, and he's like, he remind me of Serious Snake, like he's Severus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he a sorcerer? Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, I think that's right. He is. That or stupid some kind party of dark scene. arts. Lots of dark arts in this. Um, she fights a, a, a shadow demon thing at one point in the alley outside the school. That was wild. Um, and these, the, Selena can't figure out who she is for the longest. I'm like, use your little witch powers. Anyway. So Tim, so Selena- Tim I'm going to yeah. ask you a bit of trivia that you know exactly the answer to. But what are two of Superman's biggest uh, weaknesses? Kryptonite and magic. Yeah. Do you think they chose that on purpose? No. They don't, they don't really use it on her. <laughs> I mean, she's like, I was like oh, magic. She can't make it over this. I was like, like oh, I thought this, uh, they may have thought lore. this through. They're like, oh, this is a real piece of lore. It's like, no, not really. No, it's just, it's just a weird 80s magic film with witches are being evil. So she ends up. She saves so the, the guy. Which is like right. a monster. Uh, uh, what was that? A bulldozer? <laughs> a bulldozer. But but because it was like biting. It was like yeah. chomp, chomp, chomp. The thing that happens is Selena puts uh, some spell on him that like when he opens his eyes, the first person he sees is falls in love with. This is what she chooses to do with ultimate power. Is, note is, is, is and note. Oh, are you gonna note what I've? Yeah. Oh no! I was gonna note that it's almost as if she's never read a uh, what do you call, like 
a fairy tale before oh, and I doesn't was... know <laughs> the pitfalls of doing that exact spell. Well, note that this spell isn't just anybody who he sees because he's wandering in that street and in that town and yeah. sees a whole lot of guys. So it's, it's, it's heterosexual love. Well, yeah, it but it could, she could have, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but she, she could have said the next woman that you see. So that's not, not what she saw, or that's not what yeah. she said. Oh, yeah. she doesn't say that. I don't think so. Oh. As she's setting up this whole thing where she sees him, he sees her first. Nado shows up. He just wanders out of the building and down the street, and she doesn't go after him. She uses her, like, magic mirror to see where he's at. Yeah, that's right. Just, he can't be that. He's stumbling down the street. He can't be that far. Anyway, like Kenan said, he gets picked up in a bulldozer, and then Supergirl comes and saves him. She's really slow about it, though. And like, I, there's I, a lot I like of damage going. I really think that we is, need to focus on what this bulldozer is doing. Lois Lane jumps, or Lucy? Lois Lane's Lucy sister? Lane. yeah. Oh, okay. Jumps in there. Yeah, she's yeah, taking a minute. This this bulldozer, I want to say, it's it's be, it's almost as if it's possessed as a monster, as if the yes, the tool monster, part, the scoop part on the front is behaving like a mouth. Yeah, and is it growling? Was Probably. it making noises? It was a loud scene, so yeah. I'm and sure it was, was all. Or it's the, I feel like it was maybe is the main action scene of the movie. It, it's essentially the equivalent of the Superman destroying the city when he's fighting Zod in Man of Steel. Like this is their big. Yeah. We're we're destroying like running into buildings yeah. and is there's an explosion maybe yeah. and there's then a fire and she puts out the fire so poorly i was like oh, gonna, she, yeah she had done something smart right before it and i was like okay okay she's not so bad and then she flies through the water tower and the water yeah. just floods everywhere and i was like you have heat breath or, or not uh, you have uh, ice breath. <laughs> Because she has all of Superman's powers, plus the ability to instantly change clothes when she flies behind a lamppost. Anything. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, Except for in this scene where she goes to the bathroom to do it. And she, she does. Uh, she like watches for a while and then goes to the bathroom. That, that whole sequence is so long for no absolute reason. Um, so she saves him, he falls in love with her, and like he... He shows up and brings he falls her in love with Linda because she Linda. changes back to herself but before he sees her. So he, he ends up bringing her chocolate and roses. Yeah. Maybe also and the girl are making out at the end of the movie. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he brings her chocolate to whatever. Um, so then oh. that's the ire of the evil witch lady. <laughs> Go ahead, Kendall. Tim, another piece of trivia. Why yeah. do most superheroes have a secret identity? To protect the people that are close to them. Who does she love on this planet? Who's close to her on this planet, like, when she lands? Uh, the girl. What's her name? No, no, no. Superman. That's the only yeah. person she has connection to on this planet. She has no need for a secret identity. She's also she, not there to hang out. She's not there to hang out. <laughs> she has one thing to do. <laughs> Why is she enrolling in school? Like, this is all to make a plot go. She could, yeah, she creates this whole extra life. She could <laughs> just fly around till she finds the Omega Hedron and then go home. Yeah. She's like, I got to be undercover. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You can just and it's not even like Superman doesn't exist. Because in the Supergirl show... She actually shows up earlier than Superman, right? Yeah, right. 
So it's like, okay, maybe she would stay under, or she stays under wraps for that reason. Well, but she, Superman's out and saving the world already. She has no yeah. reason to do yeah. that. In the Supergirl show, she shows up as a kid as well. Like she right. grows up. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to, to point that out. No, good point. Good pointing. All right, Tim, what else you got for us? I'm sorry, but particularly with doing this through Zoom, I feel like we're the two Muppet hecklers. Yeah. Like as you go and then we're like It really is. Tim is <laughs> Tim is like walking us through the story and Shelly and I are just like throwing bombs from the uh so Okay, a lot of other dumb stuff happens. Can we can we get to the part where she gets sent to the Phantom Zone? Sure. Yeah, how did that happen again? Selena just sends her there. She does. Things just happen in this movie. Things just happen. She sends her to the Phantom Zone. That's where she finds... Uh, is that her uncle? Is he her uncle? I don't she know. calls him uncle. I don't think they're actually yeah. uncle. Like, I don't think they're really kin. Well, Zaltar's there. He's just chilling and, like, dressed like a hippie. He's chilling in the Phantom Zone. He's not doing anything. And they make the Phantom Zone. At first, it seems like he's chilling, and then it, all of a sudden, it seems like all hell breaks loose. She's How trying to... How long do you feel like he's been in the Phantom Zone? I don't know. Does it seem like he, he's behaving like he's been there for years? Yeah, maybe time is different in the Phantom Zone. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, what do you think the Phantom Zone looks like inside? I never thought of the Phantom Zone looking like a bunch of Star Trek caves. Yeah, it looks like, I don't know. It looks like a bunch of caves and like, like, like the scariest looking Mars landscape. Yeah, what's yeah, driving him crazy? Because he's acting like this environment is driving him insane. And why is he sacrificing himself at the end to, go, to get her out? Does he, he have just to? Do- no, he doesn't have to. He had all of this time to do to well, get out. And he could have been useful. He has superpowers. So he could, I mean, if, I was like, oh, damn, like team up time, right? Because yeah. they both get to Earth. And he just like looks at him and he's like, I'm done with this movie. He, he, I think he remembered, that he, <laughs> he remembered that he starred in Lawrence of Arabia. And he was like, like maybe out. he was, maybe he had been drinking. He came, he came out and he was like, wait, um, what am I doing on this set? And why is this yeah. a terrible movie? I made some notes. We're going to kill Zaltar right now. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like melts away. And she's like, no. And then she flies out of the Phantom Zone back to Earth. Where meanwhile, her friends were kidnapped by the evil witch lady. And they're held, like a, a mountain with a castle shows up in the middle of town. Yeah. And so they're held up there. So she so goes to some stormtroopers or something like that. <laughs> Can I talk about my favorite, the funniest part in this movie? <laughs> Go, Go for it. it. When she's talking to, to the guy and then he automatically, he suddenly gets zapped into the bed and he's chained up. <laughs> it's, so, it's out of left field. Because you're telling me she has all of these powers and she's choosing to focus on a guy who does not know she exists. Again, I, I was was like, how did she get so stuck on this yeah, particular what's, guy? What's so special about him? Again, where I was like, well, who is this for? Because it He's doesn't make guy. sense. And like, why does she He's need to be re- in conflict with Supergirl over this? Like, she could be moving her plans forward if she just picked another random guy. She doesn't know this person. Yeah. Another guy. She saw him cutting down trees and was like, "He's the guy." We, we should um, also mention her friend Bianca, who I feel like gets the Bianca's, raw deal. Bianca's funny. Bianca tries to leave in the final fight, which is even funnier. I <laughs> like Evil like Lynn and um, yeah. what do you call it? In Masters of the Universe, which we need to do yeah. soon. She tries to dip out. 
So anyway, so the big fight comes and Supergirl, she's like, I'm going to spike your friends and drop this thing on them. She, she uses her, she does something smart. She uses her, her, her breath to freeze the spikes, breaks them. So when they drop, they're somehow alive. The little, the little balls from American Gladiators open up. <laughs> That's what it looked like. They scatter away. So now it's her and Selena. And Selena summons some gigantic monster-looking thing that we see earlier in the movie. Kendon's got something to say about that. I have something very significant. I feel like significant. <laughs> um, so this monster is terrible. This rubbery whatever monster looks like something from a like a, a haunted house because it comes in and it just like opens, closes, open, like ah, bah, bah, like it's on. It's very mechanical. And I made the point to Shalia. This is 1984. This is a year after um, the Return of the Jedi, and this thing is very much. It seems very much like a Rancor ripoff. And that rancor, like, despite the fact that you can you can see some of the seams, you know. Yeah. Um, I think they wasted their budget on flying. <laughs> on rope? On rope. <laughs> they wasted on rope. Like on a trapeze. So <laughs> she floats around and does, like, gymnastics sort of things because in you can out- tell she, there's a couple in, of ropes. In outfit changes. Her instant outfit changes. You got to I, I want to. You got to edit them. Oh, go you got to edit those right. tight when she's changing outfits. This Zoom can be really difficult yeah. because we feel like we're talking over each other. Um, well, I wanted to also say, what is the tagline for the original, one of the major taglines for the original Superman movie? I don't remember. You will believe a man can fly. Yeah. I don't believe she can fly. <laughs> She's also out there just like doing these twirls and like. Oh, yeah. She like crushes a rock when she first lands. She's like, oh, I killed a rock. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and then she tries to do it on in the Phantom Zone. It's like, oh, I can't do this trick anymore. What like this trick that you uh, so, learned how to it's so do dumb. So anyway, well, because she doesn't have the yellow sun anymore. Yeah. No. So these these stupid monster shows up and like grabs her and is like, so Selena's like puppeting the monster. She's like twisting her. She's like, ah, and everyone's like trying to. They're watching in horror as she gets twisted. And she hears Zoltar's voice, who's like, you can do it. You can do it, Kara. So she pushes away. But Kara doesn't really defeat the monster. The guy, like, what does he knock something over? And, like, yeah, that does it. And then she gets up, and they're like, she spins around Selena until Selena, like, is up in the monster's face, and the monster eats her or, like, devours her. And she ends up in the mirror world. I actually like that, right? Because she defeats the main bad guy. Somebody else helps her defeat them. What's called the dragon. Usually, yeah. the dragon is like the how do I say the business end of the villain. Usually, the villain has some sort of enforcer or something. And right. I like I, I did like the idea that that she gets defeated by her own creature. Right. Yeah, it's also I I like even though she's very powerful, I have to remember that like she hasn't been trained to use these powers. And when we meet her, she's this like kind of clueless girl who's having trouble in six-dimensional biology or geometry. Remember, so like, I was like, this, I, I would appreciate if they started that, that um, No Doubt song, I'm Just a Girl, <laughs> if that had started playing. So my Actually, real problem this movie made me want to watch uh, Captain Marvel afterwards. I was like, I need a palate cleanser. The real problem with this is, is Selena's character. Yeah. What is she doing? Why, why? Why is she has this this orb? This Omega Hadron can do 
anything, apparently. It can start a car. It can do whatever. And she chooses to, like, make a love potion and stalk this man for 90 minutes. Yeah, and it's it, insulting. Yeah, it doesn't even really use it against Supergirl the way she should. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a baffling movie. I don't know who this movie's for. It's like, it's kind of a Superman movie, but like mostly a weird 80s magic movie. <laughs> like yeah. weird sci-fi. Oh, it feels like somebody, you know how sometimes a movie, a script exists yeah. and they decide to put, I mean, they did this almost with Joker recently. It's like the person's right. like got some script about magic and you need to, and they're like, you know, um, we're going to make a Supergirl movie. Is there a pre-made <laughs> script around? Let's just plug her in. Yeah, take out these names, put in Krypton, add a Supergirl, she'll fly. We'll mention Superman over a radio telecast so people can connect it to, and we're done. Wow. Um, did you? Can I comment on the lair and how it looks like a Joker's lair, like yeah. living in like a, a carnival or not a, a what do you, fairgrounds? Yeah, in like a like haunted a, house. Part. She's like a funhouse. Yeah. Yeah. She's a comic weird. book villain. I actually would push yeah. back that she's the problem with this movie. The plot, yeah. the writing's the problem with the movie. She was actually a lot of fun. Oh, the actress is fine. The character. But they like, just... even that party they have, like, what's happening at that party? Where, like, she spins upside down, and every, no one bats an eye. They're like, oh, so just witch stuff. Everyone seems to be fine with what's happening. By the way, I want to make it clear, because um, I, I looked it up. Nigel is a warlock. Yeah, oh. that makes more sense. He was it was useless. Well, it's really bad. So, like, friend zoned is, I guess, a problematic concept. But in this no. case, because um, he is trying, he decides he's going to help her get another man for sex or whatever. And it seems like his plan is, if I do this, she'll like me, and then she'll be with me. I was like, right. you, this, this doesn't make any sense, dude. Because when we're introduced to them, they're kind of having, like, a picnic date. And they're talking about plans for taking over the world until this orb lands in her teacup. And she's like, she automatically knows it's powerful, picks it up and leaves him. And then, he, then he shows up like a lab dog at her door. Trying to help. No, no, shows up at the party, hitting on other women in front of her. And then she, and then gets mad when she like makes her, makes her like a fool. And then she'll up at her door like a lab dog later on. And then she, and then she ends up putting him in a cage anyway. It's <laughs> ridiculous it's so, like he's he keeps warning her like you don't know what you're doing yet i'm still yeah. training you and she's like right. trying to betray her sensei or whatever but like what's in it for him like why yeah why what's he's trying motivation? to get laid he's trying to get laid yeah so they're both they're both both of their motivation is the same and like the question remains for both of them like why not move to somebody else why this person yeah why would you want to use magic to make somebody fall in love with you? That seems like not a lot of fun. I agree. Hey. All right. Um, do you guys, is there any influences from this movie in the world? I mean, Faye Dunaway, I maybe? It. I doubt it. No, I doubt it, too. Yeah. It's if anything, this was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the if anything... Much- I was just say, if anything, Faye Dunaway is lucky this didn't influence her career for oh, the negative. God. Yeah. What were you going to say? The show, the Supergirl show on CW is a lot more interesting and a little more layered and a little more grounded. 
a little. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's not fully grounded. <laughs> no, a lot more grounded. Why? Because she can fly. No. That joke. Uh, they at least make Kara more interesting. Yeah, she, she's not interesting in this film like, at all. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Uh, let's let's point out Superman at least puts glasses on. Her um her technique of hiding her secret identity is hair dye. Yeah. She goes from yeah. a blonde to a brunette. Although, to be honest, she looks a lot more different to me than, like, I. there were times where I'm like, I can't tell that's the same actor. So I think no, glasses it, are a little less effective than hair color. She's, her face isn't directly in front of your face, like multiple characters. I'd be like, oh, you changed your hair your color. Face, it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, your face <laughs> is precisely the same. Yeah. Okay, so favorite parts. What's your favorite thing about this movie? Nigel. Hmm. I think I liked Selena and her friend their, their interchange because I was like mm-hmm. yeah. I was expecting something more from um, why am I losing her name now Bianca mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like she didn't necessarily deserve the punishment she got she was I just kind of there she was like oh I'm going to go now and then she's like okay I'll stay yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like pinned her against the wall she's like oh you're right no I'm going to stay she was living in fear the entire time it's an abusive relationship she lived yeah. in fear the entire time um, I will go with uh, Lois Lane's sister. Is it Lucy? Lucy Lane? Lucy was a bit is. of a badass. She was. I she liked might her. be the hero of this movie. Yeah, like she's, she's the one who jumps into action to like save the guy. And like, even with like, she was supposed to have her own dorm, and like, they bring in this new student, which we should talk about how she like faked her <laughs> her letter. Yeah. Um, but so she brings, you know, she's a new student, and like, so all of a sudden she's gonna have a roommate, and like. She's she's disappointed about that, but is automatically or immediately friendly and like you can yeah. borrow my clothes. Do you don't have any clothes? Okay, you can borrow mine. And how, that's really nice. How does she know how to write in English? She just read the script, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she had to learn things. in order to read the script. How does she know how to use a typewriter? How does she know what he meant when he said reference letter? How does she know any of this? I think they watch I think they get American television. <laughs> they get American TV and mm-hmm. what's that place called? Where they, where they live at? Cantor? Argo? Argo? Argo City. Argo City. Did she, so I, think they have, I think they have TV. Do you think she was in there for like months or years traveling? No. No. This movie makes no goddamn sense. So no um, sense. end of the movie, she takes the thing back to Argo City, I guess. And maybe she gets there in time to save everyone. It's not clear because they don't show us. But she goes back the way she came, which is in water. And you see her fly into this um, city. I yeah. thought it was a spaceship waiting for it to take off. But Kenan says, no, that was actually Argo City down there in the water. Well, it's not. In the, I think there's a portal there. In fact, is this a, uh, is this a uh, prequel to Pacific Rim? <laughs> <laughs> Kryptonians coming out of the portal? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. There we go. None okay. of it makes sense. All right, 1984's Supergirl. Is it a classic or are we past it? I'm so past it. (laughs) We are past it. It Now, Tim, why did we pick this movie? It was on. It was on. (laughs) Okay. It was on HBO Max. And I was like, hey, Supergirl, we can watch that. Fair enough. You know, we we paid for it. We paid to rent it twice because we didn't finish it in the first watch. Why don't you Um, watch it on HBO? We don't have HBO Max. Anyway, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but yeah. So we we paid two times for this movie. 
Is it on Xbox? It might be. Check I should see if HBO Max is on X- Xbox. Yeah, we'll figure it out offline. Um, wow. Well, what do you guys want to do next? I think, Kenan, didn't you have a request? Well, I was recommending, there's a couple, the Twilight Zone movie sounds interesting. Mm. It's, it's not about, too scary. It's not too scary, and there's, it's four different directors from the 80s. So Steven Spielberg, I'd have to pull them up, but Steven yeah. Spielberg and like three other major directors. One of them did Gremlins. Yeah. Um, oh, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah, sure. and, I want, and I want to see because it, it, one of them is a remake of the There's Something on the Wing, Terror at However Many Thousand. Like it's a, a famously the original was played by um, William Shatner. Yeah. So this time it's John Lithgow, apparently. All right, I'm in. You guys want to do that one? Yeah, I'm down. All right, so Twilight Zone, the movie. Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, Joe, Dante, John Landis, George Miller, and Steven Spielberg. George Miller? Mm -hmm. The dude who did Mad Max. Mm -hmm. Which we need to do as well sometime soon. Actually, we do. Um, But not next week, because next week we're going to do Twilight Zone, the movie. When? What will we be? We'll be back. (laughs) 